0: Shalom brothers and sisters Shalom. we have a detailed lesson prepared for the brothers and sisters worldwide today's lesson will be called the power of a renewed mind brothers and sisters the most high has provided many lessons in his word and one of those revelations that will impact one of the revelations that will impact our lives the most is our thoughts brothers and sisters the mind is a place of our intellect reasoning intentions. Our behavior begins in the mind. The mind is where spiritual transformation happens, brothers and sisters. So we have to get in the mindset of kingdom. This is kingdom business, brothers and sisters. A lot of times when we're in the world, we say white people would be bougie or they're acting white. But really, that's the position we should be taking. There's certain places we don't go. There's certain things we don't do. There's certain conversations we don't have. Because we're not on that level of a heathen, of a, of a Gentile brothers and sisters. So we must now take back our royal mindset. We must think like kings and queens, like Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth acts like a queen. She don't go back and forth with, you know, because why? If you go back and forth, then you actually lower yourself. So we're now going to take on that, the kingdom ready, the, the princes and the princesses mind thought because... A lot of times we get baptized, we start following the law, but our mind doesn't change. Our mind stays the same, and that's a problem. We're going to go into it today, brothers and sisters. We're going to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Now, given that our behavior begins in the mind, and the mind is where spiritual transformation happens, is it any surprise that the adversary would like to mess with our thoughts, with our minds, brothers and sisters? We will answer that question today. We're going to read verse Verse 11. Ephesians 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil, brothers and sisters. When you look at that word, wiles, in the Greek, uh, when you go into your strong concordance, it's methodeia, which is methods, the methods of Satan. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the methods of Of the devil. Right. So today we're going to go into some of the psychological attacks, brothers and sisters, that Satan have tried to use to subdue us and remove our rulership, our dominion from each other. So we're going to start in the beginning. We're going to show you what the Most High prearranged pertaining to man and woman. We're going to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read verse 26. One thing most people don't know is psychology. Is demonic, brothers and sisters. And Satan was one of the first psychologists. We're going to prove it today. Genesis 1 and 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. In our image. After our likeness. Which means with, you know, with the attributes of the Most High. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Right, so brothers and sisters, Adam was king of the earth. Now, if you're a king, what do you need now? You need laws now. Why? Because you need laws on how you're supposed to deal with the animals. If you're going to rule the animals, you must have law. So there was law implemented in the beginning. It had nothing to do with Moses, brothers and sisters. How could Noah know clean and unclean animals if the law didn't happen until Moses. Exactly. So there was a law before, from the beginning, brothers and sisters. Adam was king of the earth. The Most High was giving him laws. Now this is where Satan steps in. Now he comes with his psychology. The tactics used in psychology are the same ones Satan used, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Genesis 3 and 1 to show you those tactics. The The psychology that Satan uses in order to warp our mind is first, he must convince you that you have a mental or a spiritual dispute. There's an issue. He might, he needs to make you think there's a problem. Then after that, what comes? The diagnosis. You must persuade you that the most High's method or process of uh, distribution, the, the process of operation uh, isn't sufficient. So he must first make you believe you have a problem and then have you believe that... The, the, the process that the Most High have for that quote-unquote problem that doesn't exist isn't sufficient for you. It's not fast enough. It's not good enough. And then what? Once in the world, once you've been diagnosed, now they can prescribe you medications. So this is what they do. And we're going to show you how Satan first gives us, makes us believe we have a mental issue. Second, he diagnoses you and tells you what that problem is that you need to change. And then he give you the answer that he wants you to have. We're going to start at Genesis 3, and we're going to read 1 through 7. Genesis 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? See, so here he goes, brothers and sisters. First, he's persuading Eve that she has a dilemma. He wants her to believe she has a problem now. And that problem is that you can't eat from any tree. It's not really a problem, but he needs her to believe, her perception. He's looking to change her perception. He's giving her a problem that she really doesn't have. She's ruling the earth. It was made for man and woman to have dominion together, not one without the other. So she was ruling too. So he came to her and said, now, you know what? You actually have a problem. You actually have a psychological problem. That's what they do when you go to psychologists, you know? Well, yeah, you know, when you were young, your family didn't really, you know, so we you're depressed. We actually got to give you depression pills now so they'll make up an issue that doesn't exist. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse, Verse one. Seven. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yeah, hath God said Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent. We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Now, there he goes. He's psychoanalyzing Eve. He's now giving her a, 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 a diagnosis, telling her what the problem is. The problem is the most high lied to you. You can't eat whatever you want. You don't really rule because you can't do what you want See, So now he placed a, a scenario in your mind that really does not exist and now shapes your perception. So first he persuades Eve. She has a problem. Then he shows her what that problem is. Next is his what? It's his prescription. Uh, continue, brother. Verse five. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods. See, this is the dilemma. This is the diagnosis. This is what the problem is, that you can't eat the tree that would give you the mind of a God. This is what Satan wants her to believe. Now, she's living and ruling the earth. No issues at all. And Satan come in and put something in her mind of that. She's missing something. Right. That's what Satan will do. You'll be fine. And then he'll have a scenario come to your mind where you think there's an issue now. Last week, there was no issue, but now all of a sudden, there's an issue that you never thought about before. That's not really a problem. This is the psychoanalyzing, brothers and sisters. Now we're going to go into what his prescription was, because obviously he's saying that the Most High's method isn't well enough. It's not good enough. It's not sufficient enough. I know what Adam told you, but you won't die. Your eyes will be open, right? Verse verse 5. For God Doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Right. So now he's giving her the prescription. The prescription was you should eat that fruit so your eyes can be open. What he didn't tell her is. That there would be, even though it was good, it said it was good to the eyes, it tastes good for food. It had deadly side effects, brothers and sisters. Pork may taste good, but if you continue to eat it, you your, your artery is going to be clogged. You're going to have high blood pressure, amongst other diseases, right? So there's deadly side effects. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise... She took up the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Right. So brothers and sisters, once she she partook, she said, hold on, I didn't die. Once I said I was going to die. So now she's questioning the information she'd gotten from Adam. Or the question that uh, the information that Adam have gotten from the most high. I didn't die. Maybe the most high was lying. Maybe you know. So first make up a problem that doesn't exist. Then psychoanalyze it and tell them, you know, what they can do to fix the problem. Well, you know, you really don't make enough money. You've been you've been fine. You've been living fine, you've been everything is good. Oh no, no, no. You know, you you really need more money. You really need to make twenty more dollars an hour. It was never a problem. You've been living, eating, Comfortable, but now he places in your mind. Well, you know what? You really need a you, need, you really need a wife. Really, that's really what's left out. You really need a man. Nothing is wrong in your life, but he's gonna have you believe he's gonna change your perception to have you start looking for something and say, "Well, you know what? God's plan is it, it's not fast enough for me. It's not sufficient enough. The knowledge that He gave me isn't enough. I need to know the knowledge to be, make me like a God. This is what happened with Adam and Eve." So he okay. will send thoughts to your mind of things that really do not exist, brothers and sisters. And then he will shape your per- he will try and shape your perception. We're gonna sh- we're gonna show you. Read verse seven one more time, brother. Genesis three and seven. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So they knew they were naked, brothers and sisters. So right now, it's showing you that Satan was eager to share his condemnation with others brothers and sisters he wants them to sin you ever had friends that it's like the only fun you can have is doing some sin they want you to sin in fact they you know what smoking it is free you don't even have to pay for it just smoke it brother just come to the club we just want you there brother see satan wants you to partake in the sin they will give you the sin my mom used to tell me uh you know as a youngster that people would just give you drugs in this world to get you, you know. And I'm like, why would somebody give you drugs for free? They're giving you drugs for free so you're hooked and you know what it's like and then you come back. So Satan will. It's not about money. It's about the the end result. I want an addict. So I'll give it to you for free today, get you hooked, and then you'll come back for the next three years. This is what Satan does, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. We're going to wisdom scriptures, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Right. So what does this mean? This means where the mind goes, the man follows, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink. Said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Right. So brothers and sisters, the Most High has a wonderful plan for each and every one of our lives. He's concerned, though, with the hidden man of the heart, which is our inner life. Our inner life is what we think about, brothers and sisters. The way we think determines how we live and who we are, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of times we'll find out what's right and we'll do it because we're just following the letter of the law. But we really don't want to do it. It's really taxing on us. Well, I guess I, you know, he said don't eat pork, so I guess I'm not going to eat it, even though it's good and it's cheap and it's right there. Well, he did say don't go out on the Sabbath, so I guess I'm going to do it. See? So your, your mind, brothers and sisters, have to be renewed. You can't look at things from that type of aspect. A lot of people, they come into the truth, but their mind is still the same. And that's going to be an issue. It's going to burden. It's going to be a burden on you. It's going to be too uh, too heavy to carry, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to Ecclesiasticus or Sirach in the Apographer. We're going to go to chapter 39. We're going to read verse 1. Ecclesiasticus 39 verse 1. But he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High and is occupied in the meditation thereof will seek out of the wisdom of all the ancient and be occupied in prophecy. See, so he who puts his mind into subjection, brothers and sisters, uh, to be a servant of the most high, he will please the most high with his thoughts. We must learn, you know, the more we learn, the more humble we should become. I know it seems backwards because the scriptures tell you when you amass a lot of knowledge, sometimes you get puffed up. But really, when you learn more, you should become more humble. Because when you learn, then you realize how much more you have to learn. So that should humble you, brothers and sisters. Fix your thoughts on what's true, what's honorable, what's pure, what's loving, what's admirable. Read that one more time, brother, please. Ecclesiasticus 39 verse 1. But he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High and is occupied in the meditation thereof will seek out of the wisdom of all the ancients. And be occupied in prophecy. The ancient is the prophets, brothers and sisters. Our mind should be mainly focused on the Most High, on our work ahead of us, on the journey, the path, and how far we've come, and and sharing it. Our mind should really be there. Because if you have your mind based on first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is think about getting Jordans. Well, you know what? I'm really actually trying to get, trying to smoke some reefer, actually. The first thing you think when you wake up in the morning is reefer, right? You know what? The new shoes come out today. Our mind, if we keep it focused on the word and the most high and helping his work and helping his people, it will cause your mind to be renewed. You must have a renewed mind. You can't go into your new life with your old mindset, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Followers, brothers and sisters. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to read verse 4 and 5. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of our strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. See, making your thoughts in obedience to Christ, brothers and sisters. When, when it says strongholds, what does this mean? A stronghold is a, an area in your mind which Satan has somehow managed to overthrow your thoughts. And that's a compartment where he stays, brothers and sisters. Causing us to believe lies. That's what a stronghold is. It's that thing that lingers. That don't go away and you just keep thinking about it You know the answer already, you know it's wrong But yet you sh- you keep entertaining it Brothers and sisters, that's a stronghold Even if you don't Even if you actually don't transgress, you're thinking about it And that's the problem, we must have a renewed Mind, brothers and sisters uh, Read that one more time from the top, brother, please Verse 4 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal But mighty through God To the pulling down of strongholds Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Right. So a stronghold, once again, just to recap, brothers and sisters, is an area in your mind in which Satan have managed to dominate you know, us in order for us to believe lies. And even though they're lies, they become our reality, brothers and sisters. They become our reality. And that's why it's so imperative for us to study the Word of God. Because why? It allows us to distinguish the differences between truth and a lie right and wrong brothers and sisters we're going to prove that we're going to Galatians chapter 3 verse 24 this is how to renew your mind the power of a renewed mind brothers and sisters Galatians 3 and 24 wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. See, and this is why it's so important for each and every one of us to become a student of the Bible. Because the key to victory over strongholds is contained within the Bible, brothers and sisters. Right? So when I talk to Christians, I tell them, how can you get to Christ without the law? The law is the first five books of Moses. How can you have faith in Christ, but you don't know the law? Can you read that again, brother? Verse 20. Verse 24. 24. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that, faith has come. We are no longer under a schoolmaster. See? So once you get that down pat, now you move into what? The spirit of the law, right? For example, for me, uh, at the level that I'm at in my walk with Christ, I understand that there's things that are sins that's not in the Bible. If the Most High tell you, I don't want you going... To the club on Thursday night and you go that's a sin even though it's not in the Bible because he told you specifically so you have to hold yourself to a, a higher standard brothers and sisters there's things that's not contained in the Bible that the Most High told you not to do and even though it's not in the Bible if you do it that's a sin brothers and sisters so we must learn the schoolmaster it comes down to choosing to believe the Most High you know believe what the Most High says or to believe our feelings so It's either one or, brothers and sisters. Either you're going to believe what the Most High say or how you feel about a certain subject. That's what the schoolmaster brings us into subjection about, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Romans chapter 12. New Testament, brothers and sisters. We're going to the apostles. We're going from, we're going to start at verse 1, Romans 12 and 1. So, we're going to start, you know, at Romans 12. We're going to read 1 through 3, brothers and sisters. We're talking about a renewed mind. Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Give everything that you are out of a profound sense of gratitude, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world. Read that again, brother and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, so he's talking about a worship that involves the heart and mind brothers and sisters. It's not mutually exclusive to one or the other because some of us will follow the law because he said it, but we're not happy about it. And we're going to complain about it, too. You know, I'm only doing it because he said not because I see what the purpose is of it. That that's the problem, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse two, please. Verse two. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Read verse two one more time, brother Corey. Verse two. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As your mind is being renewed, you will be able to recognize the thoughts that don't agree with the Most High's word. When they come, you can take them captive into obedience of Christ. That's what the scripture is talking about, brothers and sisters, controlling what you think. We're not talking about things that just come into your mind, you don't really think about it. We're talking about those thoughts that linger. When you keep having the same thoughts, that's what we're talking about, brothers and sisters. The thoughts that you actually entertain. Because some things may cross your mind, you know, by advertising, and you don't think about it. But there's other thoughts that you constantly come back to, and you know it's not right. Most people say, well, I didn't do it, I was just, you know, I was... The Most High is judging you on a thought level, brothers and sisters. We must have a renewed mind. In other words, we must toss aside any thought that doesn't malign or align up with the Word of God and replace it with truth, brothers and sisters. You must have a renewed mind. You must have a renewed perception. All of us, brothers and sisters, all of us, you're coming into Christ, you found out you're an Israelite, or maybe you're not an Israelite. You still must have a renewed mind. You can't view things through those dirty glasses that you viewed the world that you lived in. Now you have 2020 vision. Go to Ephesians, brother, 4 and 23. The renewal of mind, brothers and sisters, the power of a renewed mind. Ephesians 4, verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Read that again, brother. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. See, so every day, brothers and sisters, we must take time to study the word so we can purposely think on, you know, what's according to his will. We have to study, brothers and sisters. That's the only way we can know, Okay, that thought's not right. Or yes, that thought is right. That's that's righteous right there. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 24. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Right. So we must purposely think on the things that's right, brothers and sisters. You have to actively engage in thinking about the right things. You can't just sit back and let thoughts come to your mind. You have to actively engage in what you know is true. What's right, brothers and sisters. Because why? We're talking about the wows, the methods of the devil. We've seen his psychology from the beginning with Adam and Eve. Have you, make you believe that there's an issue in your life that you've never recognized before. And then give you a prescription, an alternative to the Most High. Because the Most is not working fast enough. He really just don't want you to, he really just don't want you to, you know, be successful. He just don't want you to be great. That's all. So you should do this. Just go ahead and sell these drugs, right? And you'll have everything you saw on TV, just go ahead and swing your behind on a, on a, on a pole, right? Because the most I not bringing that money fast enough to you, right? This is what Satan will do, brothers and sisters. This is what it will do. We're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 2 and 16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Right. So with the help of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, we can have the mind of Christ. We can know who we are. We can know our purpose in Christ. Therefore, we can be freed of strongholds that will keep us away from the most High's perfect will. So once you're baptized, you receive that gift of the Holy Spirit. Your mind must change. You must no longer look at yourself as a victim, but the victor. You're in a position of power now. A lot of our people, of course, we have been victims, but you don't have to act in a vic, you know, from a victim aspect, right, brothers and sisters? Take your power back and don't look at that because you have people, especially you turn on TV, it's all about, oh, the white man did this to us and did that and did this. We understand that, but we're in control now. Whether it looks like it or not, we're in control mentally mm-hmm. and things are going to flip, so you have to think about it from that aspect and not about how They've just done us wrong and how they just kill us through the streets and we don't get paid the same rate. Like if you just look stuff from that way, you're just looking for something that you can complain about and blame the white man for. Brothers and sisters, take your power back. You're no longer a victim. You're now the teachers. That's who you are. You are now the teachers. You are now the leaders. No longer a victim, brothers and sisters. That's the mindset of Christ. We're going to Isaiah 55 and 8. It's a mindset that we must have renewed, brothers and sisters. And we're going to go into some of the principles that can lead us to a renewed mind. Because it doesn't always, it doesn't just come right away. That you have to actively engage in seeking this renewal of mind, brothers and sisters. Everything you view must be viewed through the perspective of Christ. Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. See, so it's so wonderful to understand that we can have what the Most High promised us if we can think the way he thinks. But we don't. A lot of people say, well, I don't know why it's taking so long and why I didn't get this and why I didn't get that. You don't understand, but the Most High, guaranteed, he understands what he's doing, brothers and sisters. You may not understand it, but understand, have the faith that the Most High know what he's doing in your life. If you didn't get what you want yet, there's a reason why he's withholding it. There's a reason, brothers and sisters, if you're not where you want to be yet, there's a reason for it because he's building character. This is how the Most High builds character, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Right. So it's also important to realize that this transformation is an ongoing process, brothers and sisters, and it does not happen overnight. So we must be patient. You must be patient with the Most High. You must be patient with yourself, brothers and sisters. Uh, Read that next scripture, brother. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Right. So our thoughts don't align or malign with the Most High right now until we have a renewed mind. Once you have a renewed mind, you'll understand. So look at everything from a positive aspect. Don't look at it as a obstacle. Look at it as a challenge, brothers and sisters, as an opportunity to show what you're made of. That's how you look at it, brothers and sisters. Don't look at it as an obstacle because you've already defeated yourself. If you look at it that way, you look at it as I'm, this is my opportunity to prove myself to the most high. This is my opportunity to prove myself to my family, to my friends. If you look at it from a power, a, a, a power position, you will have a renewed mind and that will spread to other aspects of your life, brothers and sisters. So we're talking about taking our mind back, having a renewal of mind, a renewal of spirit, brothers and sisters. Because why? In this truth, it becomes heavy. Because you finally wake up and you realize everybody is against you. Everything was a lie. And sometimes it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming because you don't know what you can do, where can you go. Everywhere, you're being bombarded, your friends, your family, your wife, your husband, your girlfriend. Everything is wrong. Everything is upside down. It's like a snow globe that just got shook up. Somebody just shook up your snow globe. And you don't know what you're doing. We have to have that renewed mind, brothers and sisters. You must have persistence. We're going to gain that new mind today, brothers and sisters. We're going to read read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Why is that? Why aren't our ways his ways? We're going to show you. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Excuse me. Jeremiah 17, verse 9, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is why our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Right. So out of our hearts come the thoughts that we think, brothers and sisters. Our hearts are full of... uh, desires that are of the world that are often expressed via our thoughts so the things that you want internally transcends into what you're thinking about brothers and sisters can you read that one more time brother verse 9 the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked mm-hmm. who can know it right so who could know it brothers and sisters we must change our mindset and our perception to be like the most high's brothers and sisters be patient be understanding Be sensitive to what the Most High is saying. Because while our thoughts and our heart are intricately connected, we must understand that the condition of our heart directly impacts the nature of our thought life. So what's in your heart is what you think about, brothers and sisters. So you have to actively engage in not thinking about certain things. You must actively engage in thinking about what you can do, how great you are, how far you've came. Think about it like that. Don't look at it as what you don't have, what's not going right. Think about it as all the things that are going right, because I can guarantee you one thing. There's more things going right in your life than wrong. That's that's a guarantee, brothers and sisters. That's a guarantee. We're going to Ephesians 4 and 17. So remember, the heart is wicked, brothers and sisters. The heart is wicked. So we must have a renewal of mind from that wicked heart. Ephesians 4 and 17. Ephesians 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness in their heart. Because of the blindness in their heart. See, this is the deepest disease infecting everywhere else brothers and sisters our mental suppression of liberating truth is rooted in the hardness of our heart brothers and sisters can you read that again brother verse 18 having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of god through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts see so our hardened heart will not submit to the supremacy of Christ, brothers and sisters. Therefore, our blind minds cannot accept or see the supremacy of Christ, brothers and sisters. It's the heart. It's the wicked heart that all of us have. Each and every one of us was born with that. That came through our father, Adam. So if you have those type of thoughts, don't fault yourself because everybody has those types of thoughts. What we're trying to train is how to control those thoughts, brothers and sisters, because thoughts lead to actions. The majority of the things you've done You thought about it before you're doing it, especially if it's a sin. You didn't just go rob a place. You actually thought about robbing a place. Set it up. So we got to catch it at a thought level, brothers and sisters, in order to have a renewed mind so we can change our perception. Don't look at it from a negative perspective. Look at it as an opportunity. I know our people have been through a lot, but that's what makes us strong, make us stronger than every other nation, because there's no other people that could have been demoralized and degraded the way we have and still get up the way that we get up and still live the way we live and be a strong people mentally. Nobody else could have endured that brothers and sisters. I'm talking about all 12 tribes. I'm talking about the Northern kingdom and the Southern kingdom. There is no, listen, if white, if Edomites, white people went through what we went through, they would be blowing up the whole world right now. Brothers and sisters, they'd be dropping bombs on everything right now. If the Asians went through, they would be dropping bombs. Our people have done nothing to repay anybody back. We're just being patient. We're being loving. We're being pure. And we let our big brother handle that when he comes back, brothers and sisters. But we needed to show you that the hardness of the heart is what leads to the evil thoughts. Because your mind and your heart are the same in Scripture. When you see mind, that's your heart. Your heart is your mind, your thoughts, brothers and sisters. Read verse 17 and 18 one more time, brother. Ephesians 4 and 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. See, so vanity of their mind, because Gentiles say, well, if I don't understand it, it's wrong. We can't come at it from that aspect. Well, since I don't understand it, it's wrong. I'll tear all this down because I don't understand it. We can't do that. We must know that there's a higher power. We may not grasp everything right now. When you were nine, 10, 11... You understand things differently from when you were 16 and 17. It just takes life experience, brothers and sisters. You learn from life experience. And when you're young, you don't have the life experience. So you're still learning, brothers and sisters. But don't follow your heart or what you think your heart is saying over with the most high saying because your heart, my heart, our heart is deceitfully wicked. It's deceitful, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Romans chapter one, verse twenty eight having a renewed mind, brothers and sisters. Romans 1, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. See, so these people had gone so far in sin that they did not like to retain the knowledge of the Most High. And the Most High gave them up to what they wanted to do. Because the Most High have his will, and he have his permissive will. His permissive will is what he'll allow. Even though it's not what he wants, he'll allow it because he loved you and you have to have free will. So just because he allowed something doesn't mean that's what he wanted for, me, for, for you brothers and sisters. But for example, homosexuals, once you lived in that lifestyle, you believed that you were born that way. After some time, you actually believe you're born that way now. When before you knew you wasn't born like that and you knew that was unnatural. But once you deal in that sin, the Most High say, okay, let him go. Let him go. He'll go out there. He'll put the rope on his neck and hang himself. The Most High will give you enough rope to hang yourself, brothers and sisters. And that's what happens. We keep fighting it. He say no on this. Or he tell you to go here and go there and you don't do it. You keep making up excuses. He will allow you to think that's right. Now, just imagine if what's wrong you believe is right. That's a hard life right there, brothers and sisters. Your perception is your reality, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. See, So these particular people aren't concerned with what the Most High wants. Because why? They know what he wants doesn't agree with what they're trying to pursue. And and, and people know it, brothers and sisters. People know it. So the most high, just if you don't want to deal with it, he'll just deal with all the other people that, that want it. Because there's so many people out there who want the truth, who want to learn, who want to be active, and who want to help change the world. And if you're on the fence, then step back, and we'll have some people, well, we won't, but the most high, will have some people step up, brothers and sisters. Don't think that the work is all on your shoulders. If I stop today, the most high... Would have a rock teach the Most High? He said that. He said I could have stones raised up to be the children of Israel or the children of Abraham. So we're not important, brothers and sisters. He could have the flowers start start preaching. He could have a tulip start preaching, brothers and sisters. So we don't, you know, we're not that important in the grand scheme of things. If you don't do it, he'll have somebody else do it, brothers and sisters. But if you keep fighting him and you know what his answer is about something, or what he told you not to do, or what he told you not to go. And you keep pushing it, he's gonna allow you to go. And guess what? Now your life is spiraling out of control, because once you do what he said, now you're on your own. He, he's not gonna help you, especially if you already have the understanding that he said no, brothers and sisters. And when the, your mind, what are you thinking about in your mind? What are you thinking about in your mind? Because that's that's what he's watching. From the outside, it looked like yeah, the brother he don't eat pork, you know, celebrate Christmas, but inside, though. Inside, the intent of your heart, what is that? Because that's what he's actually judging. It's not formalism, which means, okay, they said do this, or it's a checklist, I'm just going to do that. But in your mind, you're unhappy, you're angry about it, you're selfish about it, you're unthankful about it, you might as well have not done it, brothers and sisters. You might as well have just not done it. Because you appear before men to fast. You appear for people That you're in agreement with this. But inside, internally, you're fighting against it every step of the way. You don't even probably really believe it. That's going to be a problem, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to John 7 and 17. He will give us up to that reprobate mind, brothers and sisters. If we don't want to follow it and we keep pushing it, he will let you go. He will let you do it. He don't want to handcuff you, brothers and sisters. If you love him. You don't. He don't have to force you. If you love a man or you love a woman, you love your mother, your father, you don't, you don't have to have your arm twisted to respect them and do what they say. You want to do it. You want to make them happy, right? You want to make your mom happy. You want to make your dad happy. You want to make that girlfriend or that boyfriend or that cousin, whoever you love, you want to make them happy. They don't have to force you to make them happy, do they? Exactly. John 7 and 17. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. See, so we must do the will of the most high, brothers and sisters. That's that's the deal. If you find that, you know, uh, your aspirations don't agree or line up with the most high, then that's OK, brothers and sisters. At least, you know, that was what would they you can cross out that option. It's just like having a multiple choice. Right. You want who wants to be a millionaire? And then you have that one lifeline where it gets rid of wrong, one wrong answer. That's what the Most High is doing when He say no. That means okay, there's only a few more options left, so I'll just go there. Process of a of, a, of a elimination, brothers and sisters. That, I feel happy when He say no, because now I know it must not be this door. It got to be one of these other two, because He already said no to that. That should be easier for you, brothers and sisters. That should be easier for each and every one of us. Do His will. Do his will. Think about his will, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 17. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true. And no unrighteousness in them. Right, so the things we ask for, the things we think about, shouldn't be about fulfilling or satisfying our flesh, brothers and sisters. And that's usually the things we think about. Because you're in a, a capitalistic uh, society where they feed on your, you know, your wants, your desires. They just show you advertisements for cars, for women, for reefer. This is what they want. They want you in that spirit, brothers and sisters, of fulfilling your flesh. That's what they want. Read that one more time, that last part, brother, 18. Verse 18. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true. And no unrighteousness is in him. So when we are disobedient to the Most High, it's because, what? You're seeking your own glory. You're not looking to glorify the Most High. You're looking to satisfy you. That's a problem, brothers and sisters. If you need something from the Most High, what I do personally... When I pray for something, I ask him for it, and then I tell him how it's gonna help me be a better man and how it's gonna help me do more work. You know what, father, I need a new car. Because if I get a new car, you know, I can go to do charity about seven times a month, you know? That's how that's how I do it. Because he's only gonna give you the things that you can use for him. It may be fun for you too, but how are you gonna use it for me? That's how you should come to him, brothers and sisters. Listen, you know, if you bring me this kind of person I will be able to do more work. i have more understanding and more of effect. This is the way, brothers and sisters. Not selfishly to say, well, this is what I want. I think I deserve it, so I need that. Right? Ask him. Don't tell him what you need. Ask him. Ask him, brothers and sisters. He will give it to you if you're righteous. That's the problem, though. A lot of our people are not righteous. <laughs> so that's why they don't want to go to the most high, right? We're going to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. We're going back to the Tanakh, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. See, so the Most High simply sees us, you know. The Most High doesn't see us as we are. He sees us as the potential that we have, brothers and sisters. So he don't look at the situation you're in right now. He's looking at what you can become, brothers and sisters. If He, if you allow him to guide you, he will guide you to greatness, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. See? So the Most High have greatness planned for you. When you place your hand in His, He guides you to that greatness, brothers and sisters. Now you can either take a different route and it take you longer to get there, or you can allow Him to control. Christ take the wheel, right? Allow Him to drive you, brothers and sisters. You're being chauffeured by the Most High. Allow Him to, because you don't know direction right now. We don't know direction without Him. The Holy Spirit is the compass. The Holy Spirit is the map quest. It's the GPS. Without that, we don't know what we're doing or where we're going, brothers and sisters. Now, Scripture assures us that if you make a commitment to set your mind on God's word, renewing your mind with truth, then you will experience the fullness of everything that's yours in Christ, brothers and sisters. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Right, see, so what? We know that our thoughts are not his thoughts. Because this is his thoughts. His thoughts is to make you a ruler, to make you a king, to make you a princess, a queen. That's his thoughts for your end. What are your thoughts? Fulfilling your flesh, wanting a lot of money so you can probably do a bunch of sinning, right? Brothers and sisters, he has the master plan. This is the master plan, brothers and sisters. You have to trust him over what you believe. That's the thing. A lot of, if we disagree with the Most High, we'll just go the other way. You have to believe in him and have faith that what his plan is, is better than what your plan is. You have to, brothers and sisters. That's the renewal of mind. That's what it is. We're going to go to Psalm 71 and 21. It's imperative that we renew our mind, brothers and sisters. Psalms 71 verse 21. Thou shalt increase my greatness. See, so who said the Most High don't want you to be successful? Because that's what people make it seem like. The Most High don't want you to be successful. He don't want you to be great. He do want you to be great. But you got to know what the definition of His greatness is. Not your greatness. You think being great is having 30-car garage, having a million dollars in the bank, having 20 girlfriends, having four husbands, right? That's not greatness to the Most High. He wants you to be great, but it's His perception of greatness because... That's the only perception that matters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 21. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. See? So the Most High is not opposed to greatness. The Most High is opposed to pride. Big difference, brothers and sisters. And unfortunately, it's a difference that most don't understand or embrace. There's a difference. He he wants you to be great. The pride is the part that he don't want, brothers and sisters. That's the part. And you're being prideful by saying, I know what he wants me to do, but I'm going to do something else. That means you know more than the Most High. You know better than the Most High. The person who created you. The person who created everything we see. That's prideful. To think that you have some deep knowledge that the Most High don't have when he made you in his image. When he made me in his image. And I know, listen, the Israelites are stiff-necked people and they are very, very opinionated. I don't know an Israelite that don't have an opinion on everything. That's how we are, and that's good when the opinion's right, when it's righteous, because you, we need your righteous opinion, we need your righteous perspective in the world as a light. But it have to be righteous, brothers and sisters. It can't be based on your flesh and what you want. If it is, then how can we allow you to lead? How can the Most High have you as a leader, as one of the hundred forty-four thousand, when you are a hypocrite? When something don't benefit you. If you have a foundation or a particular set of laws, you follow that foundation even if it don't benefit you at the time. Because that's what being a real woman or a real man is, a real follower even though it don't benefit me, I'm still going to do it. Not I'm going to just flip all over the place and whatever benefits me, I'll apply it then. But when it don't benefit me, then I don't know about that. I'm still studying that. I don't know. Brothers and sisters, even when it do not benefit you, that's really the test. Because people are looking at it from the outside saying, oh, it don't benefit him. And he still followed it. That's real. That's real. Not, oh, he said he had this belief or these followings. But when it didn't benefit him, he flipped it around and made it mean something else. You got to follow it, brothers and sisters. That's that. People see better than they hear. People are watching you, brothers and sisters, to what you do. Even when it inconveniences you. That's where the blessing come in. You have to close the window and be so many blessings, brothers and sisters. Because you're inconveniencing yourself for the most high. The same way you think Christ was inconvenienced having to come and die for us? Think that could have been an inconvenience at all? Absolutely. So we're going to inconvenience ourselves for the most high, brothers and sisters. Plain and simple. Read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Verse 19. Which verse was Uh, 21, 21, please, brother. Excuse me. Verse 21. Thou shalt increase my greatness. And comfort me on every side. So, we wanted to use this scripture to show that the Most High isn't about, you know, isn't against you being great. He's against the pride. And then we're going to show you. We're going to Ecclesiasticus and the Apographer. We're going to be an Apographer a lot today. Brothers and sisters, bear with us. Ecclesiasticus chapter 10, verse 12. Ecclesiasticus 10, verse 12. The beginning of pride is. When one departed from God and his heart is turned away from his maker. See, so sin, the sin of pride is preoccupation with self, brothers and sisters. It is thus very fitting that the middle letter in that word pride is what? I, because it's about you. That middle letter in the word sin is I, because that's where it's rooted in. When you go against what the Most High say, for what you want to do that's pride because you're thinking you you have a better plan than your creator than your maker brothers and sisters that's pride can you read that again verse 12 the beginning of pride is when one departed from God and his heart is turned away from his maker verse 13 for pride is the beginning of sin and he that hath it shall pour out abomination and therefore the Lord brought upon them strange calamities And overthrew them utterly. See? So pride is the beginning of sin. Because the only reason you would sin is because you're prideful. You know what's wrong. I mean, you know what's right. You know what's wrong. But you're going to do it anyway for whatever reason. Because it's more about satisfying me or satisfying us than it is about satisfying the Most High. That's prideful, brothers and sisters. That's pride. Humility is... Listen... I don't understand why the Most High is saying this, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I would rather do something I don't understand for Him than do what I want to do and go backwards. Because usually that's what happens. The Most High tell you to do something, you do something else, you end up going back. Now you had a like three year relapse. You back to where you was three years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. Because of pride, brothers and sisters. Jump to verse seven, brother. Ecclesiasticus ten, verse seven. Pride is hateful before God and man. And by both doth one commit iniquity. See, pride is hateful before the Most High and man, brothers and sisters. And that's where sin comes from. that's, That's the origin of it, brothers and sisters. One way to determine whether or not you are preoccupied with yourself is to evaluate your motives. What is the reason why you want what you want? What is the reason why you're asking the Most High for something? Because why? You have brothers say, listen, I need a new car, Most High. I've been doing this right thing. But what do you want the new car for? So he can go to the club and stand on the car with a matching outfit, matching shoes. So he can take some girls home. See? So what's your motives for what you're asking for, brother? That's really what matters, brothers and sisters. It's not what you're asking for. It's the motive behind why you're asking. Are you asking because it's going to help you do more work for the most high? Or help you be a better example? Or is it for some selfish reason of your own? Whatever it may be, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse seven. Pride is hateful before God and man. And by both doeth one commit iniquity. Right. So, brothers and sisters, we must study the word. Our focus, you know, if you're prideful, your focus is on yourself and your own glory. You're preoccupied with self. And that's pride. You make decisions based on what you want and how you feel instead of with the most high wants and what our people need. Brothers and sisters, because it's two separate things. Now, it's different if you can benefit from something, but he can benefit from it, too. Isn't that more likely when you're with your parents, right? Something that helped you. Like, for example, you you want this new mop or something. You know what I mean? You'll get that new mop because it's going to help you do the work that I'm about to tell you to do in the kitchen. So you got to go to your father and tell him, you know, what you want, but also show him or, you know, tell him. How are you going to use it for him? Because that's the only way to get it, brothers and sisters. That's the only way. Well, yes, I, I you know, I, I need a little money because I want to do this philanthropy for you. I want to show myself as a good representation. That's how you get it, brothers and sisters. How can you use it to benefit the most high? It's the only way. Whatever it is you want, find out how you can use it for him. You want to sing? Well, you know what? Most high? You know, I, I would love to be blessed with singing. I would love for you to point me in the direction of a singing coach so you can sing for him. Not for you to go off and, uh, you know, be at rap concerts and stuff, brothers and sisters. It's, it's about that. Well, yeah, you know, I don't really I want a bigger chest. and Okay, why you want a bigger chest, sister? Well, you know. Oh, so you can fornicate. <laughs> so you can have brothers lusting after you. See, it's not about what you're asking for. It's about the reason behind what you're asking. It's the intent, brothers and sisters. It's the intent. We're going to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It's the intent, brothers and sisters. 1 Peter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, gird up your loins and your mo- Gird up the loins of your mind. Gird your loins of your mind, brothers and sisters. Guard yourself. Guard your mind. Because psychological attacks is what Satan uses most often, brothers and sisters. It's that fight that you're going through internally from day to day. Fighting with what you know is right, what you know is wrong. Can I compromise here? Should I not compromise? That's Satan unleashing a psychological attack on you. Because the only thing he have to do is what he did to E. Make you believe you have a problem that don't even exist first. right? Now, since you have a problem, I got the answer to that problem. Go sell drugs, brother. That's the answer. You need money. Go sell drugs. Sell you behind. Go steal. Go rob. So first he's going to show you a problem that you, you never had before. Then he's going to give you a prescription for that problem that don't exist. Brothers just, and sisters psych- and psychologists have made a living off of this brothers and sisters. They come in there. They had you tell you. You tell them about you know. How you grew up. And the, the problems you had in your family. And now the problems that you had in your family. Which everybody has. Now means you need to be on a medication. Because you know what your family. They just didn't treat you right. And that's that's you know. That psychologically damaged you for the rest of your life. So we need you to take these pills. This is what they do brothers and sisters. Read verse 13 brother again. Verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end of the to the end of the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Christ. Right. We know when Christ come back, grace will be overwhelming for those who believe brothers and sisters, grace, because we don't deserve to be in the position we are today. If we were living by Moses law, we would all be dead right now because there were certain laws on there that you had to die for. And I'm sure all of us have broken those laws at this time. So grace, grace that we don't deserve, brothers and sisters, that we don't deserve. Can you continue, brother? Verse 14. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. The former lust. They are life-ruining, worship-destroying desires. And they get life, you know, they get life and power from the deceit of your mind, brothers and sisters. That's what empowers it, deceiving your mind. There's a kind of knowledge of the Most High that's a renewal of mind, a transformation. Because why? Once you have the, the understanding of deceit, now you can defend yourself from the deceit, brothers and sisters. We have to have a renewed mind. Read that one more time, brother, from the top, please. Verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. Right, so a renewal of mind transforms us, brothers and sisters. It liberates us from the deceit in the power of alien passions, brothers and sisters. Alien passions, which means things are not of the most high, it's foreign to you because that's not what you were made for. We're going to go to Romans 1 and 18. The renewal of your mind, brothers and sisters. Romans 1 verse 18 for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness, who hold the truth and unrighteousness, brothers and sisters. There's an ignorance of the most high, a willing suppression of the truth of God that makes us slaves to many passions, brothers and sisters. Those passions would lose their power if we knew God or the most high as we ought to. That's why we have to study the word. Remember Ecclesiasticus said, focus on the prophecies, focus on the ancient. When it says the ancient, that's our forefathers. All the things that our forefathers, when we think about those things, that empower us, brothers and sisters. Because our forefathers went through the same things that we go through today. There's nothing today that you could experience that our forefathers didn't go through, brothers and sisters. We must Go back on our record. Now we can do that. Before, we didn't know who we were. We couldn't even look at our history to learn. Now we have the history. We can say, okay, well, David went off there because he was looking after a woman that led him to kill a man. We can go back and look at those things. And now we know it's us. So we got to use that scripture and not suppress the truth. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth. In unrighteousness. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness, brothers and sisters. We're going to Wisdom of Solomon, 9, verse 18, in your Apocrypha. Let's go to the Apocrypha, brothers and sisters. Uh, Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 9, verse 15. Wisdom of Solomon, 9 and 15. For the corruptible body presseth down the soul, and the earthy ta- tabernacle weighed down the mind that museth up many things. It's your thoughts, brothers and sisters. It's your heart that's holding you back from greatness, from obtaining greatness. That's what it is. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 15. For the corruptible body presseth down the soul. And the earthy tabernacle it down the mind that museth upon all many things. The earthy tabernacle, that's your, your flesh, your body is what leads your mind off, brothers and sisters. It's the selfishness of our flesh that dirties our mind. It's because we want what we want for us. And that's what leads us off, brothers and sisters. He asked Solomon, what what do you want, Solomon? Solomon asked for wisdom. That's what he asked for. See, and that wisdom was going to be used for the most high. Now he got everything else with that too. Because it showed where his mindset was. He said, I need wisdom so I can judge your people righteously because these people are peculiar. See, so when the Most High want to give you something, you come to him and you tell him what you want. But it must be something that you can use for him, that you can better people's lives, brothers and sisters, that you can be a servant. Whatever it is that you want, you must use it to serve. That's our purpose, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 15. For the corruptible body it down the soul. And the earthy tabernacle it down the mind that museth upon many things. That music, that word about all these things. Everything that you want. Everything that's not right. Everything that's wrong. Right? That's your flesh that's telling you that, brothers and sisters. That's your wicked heart that's telling you you have all these problems. That really don't exist. Because why? For example. Let's say you get into a shouting match with a brother. You think everything's cool. Somebody come tell you, hey, that brother said he's going to get a gun and come back and kill you. Now, any brother from the ghetto that's not in the truth, what is he going to do? He's going to say, well, you know what? I'm going to get him first. So it's the perception. Before he thought somebody was coming to get him, he wasn't thinking about taking another man's life. But since he perceives that somebody's coming to harm him, he says, well, I need to get him first. That happens all the time in the ghettos, brothers and sisters. That happens all the time, brothers and sisters. And it's all through the perception. Because if he would have never perceived he was in danger, he would have never transgressed the law to murder his own brother. It's the perception, brothers and sisters. It's the psychology, brothers and sisters. First, Satan creates a figment of your imagination. That's not there. And then you act on it, brothers and sisters. That's the wiles of the devil. We're going to Ecclesiastes 5 and 2. The renewal of your mind, brothers and sisters, of our minds, of my mind. Ecclesiasticus 5, verse 2. Follow not thine own mind and thy strength to walk in the ways of the, thy heart. Read that one more time, brother. Follow not thine own mind and thy strength to walk in the ways of thy heart. And say not, who shall control me for my works? For the Lord will surely revenge thy pride. See, when you follow your own mind, that's pride. And the most high going to pay you back for that, brothers and sisters. Now, changing the way we think may seem like a daunting task. It certainly requires a lot of discipline. But if I'm going to change the way I think, I'm going to have to be diligent and aware of what I'm thinking about and make the changes necessary, brothers and sisters. You must be aware that what you're thinking is wrong. And now do something actively engage in not doing it again. We're talking about those lingering thoughts, brothers and sisters. The lingering thoughts, not just stuff that come and go out your head. It's those things that you constantly think about, that you think about over and over and over. Those are the things, brothers and sisters. We have to, or I have to make choices about what I allow to dwell in my mind, brothers and sisters. That's the next step of growing, of maturity, is what you allow into your mind when you're a child. You know, your child, 13, 14, you're you, you really not on that level. But as you become an adult, a man, a woman, you have to learn to control the things that go into your mind. Because as in your heart, it's who you really are. The things that you think about is really who you are, no matter if nobody else can see it. That's really who you are. And the intent will be shown, brothers and sisters, eventually. Eventually, everybody's going to see you for the fraud that you are, if you're frauding. They'll see the fraud that I am. Because the intent will always be known. Eventually, brothers and sisters. Eventually. You can only fake for so long. You can only fake for so long, brothers and sisters. This has to be real. This has to be authentic. This has to be genuine from the inside out. From the inside out. For all of us, brothers and sisters. Read 2 and 3 one more time, brother. Verse 2. Follow not thine own mind and thy strength to walk in the ways of thy heart and say not, who shall control me for my works? For the Lord will surely revenge thy pride. Right. The Most High will get you back if you do what you want to do, especially you guys. You all have too much knowledge to go back into this world. There's no way that you can put this down and go back into the world like you don't know what you know. You, The Most High gonna get your behind. He going to get your behind. If you try to act like you don't know everything that you know, everything you didn't learn, and try to go back into this world... That's a that's a behind spanking right there, brothers and sisters, spiritually. So what do we do? We gird up the loins of our mind. We actively engage in seeking a renewal of mind. We surround ourselves with people who have that same mindset. Because if you go back to those same people that you was hanging with, that wanted you to do the drugs, wanted you to go to the club, they will entice you, brothers and sisters. They will entice you. So everything has to change. Renewal of mind. You're bougie now. <laughs> you Bible bougie though. That's the thing. I'm Bible. I'm biblically bougie. Okay. Listen. Get the pork. Change your gloves. The pork out of here. Okay. let <laughs> make this clear. This is a no pork table. Right up front. As <laughs> soon as you get there. They're like oh, who do you think he is? You know who we are. <laughs> you know <they're> people. <laughs> We're gonna go to Tobit four and nineteen, brothers and sisters. Tobit, Tobit 4 and 19, bless the Lord thy God always and desire of him that thy ways may be directed and that all thy paths and counsels may prosper. See, desire that your way, that thy ways may be directed, which means you're asking him to direct you. Personally, for me, every day, probably three or four times a day that I pray to the Most High, I always ask him for instruction and to tell me what I'm doing right and what i'm doing wrong give me the counsel because i can't do this on my own i need you to counsel me and tell me i need you matter of fact i need you to close the door don't even tell me just close the door because if you tell me it's a good chance I may still go through that door i need you to close the door yeah. process of elimination brothers and sisters process of eliminations ask him to close the door ask him to close all the doors of all the the, the places that he don't want you to be mentally physically close the door make it so it can't happen Make it so even if I tried, it don't happen. That's what I pray to the most. High. Listen, please, if it's in my will to mess it up, I probably will take it out of my hands. (laughs) Take it out of my hands. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 19. Bless the Lord thy God always and desire of him that thy ways may be directed and that all thy paths and counsels may prosper. For every nation hath not counsel, but the Lord himself giveth all good things. And he humbleth whom he will, as he will. See, if he humble you, that means he he bring you low because you need to be humble. That's what it means when he say he humble who he will humble. So if you're pride, you're proud, you got pride. You think your word is over his, then he going to bring you low, And he going to make sure everybody see it, too, because you prideful. A lot of times when the Most High deal with you uh, publicly, it's because he already told you privately. He already told you privately to stop doing that. And now, since you didn't do it, now I expose you publicly to get your attention. That's usually what happens, brothers and sisters. He deals with you in private to tell you, listen, pump your brakes on that. Pump your brakes. And if you don't do it, then he will make sure everybody view your fall, your fail, brothers and sisters. Because that's really what you care about, obviously. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 19. Bless the Lord thy God always, and desire of him that thy ways may be directed, and that all thy paths and counsels may prosper. For every nation hath not counsel, but the Lord himself giveth all good things, and he humbleth whom he will, as he will. Now, therefore, my son, remember my commandments, neither let them be put out of thy mind. Right, brothers and sisters. It's amazing how our thoughts can change things, brothers and sisters. Perception. Perspectives—it matters, brothers and sisters. You know what we think—it it, it matters to the Most High. It's huge. The Most High talks about the importance of our thought life all throughout scriptures, brothers and sisters. And that's usually the one that's hard to tame because that's the one people can't see. So really, you don't have to change as long as you look like you change. See, and that's the danger. That's the danger, brothers and sisters. Our thoughts are undeniably. Important to the Most High. Let's get that under control. Let's renew our mind, brothers and sisters. Let's get rejuvenated. Let's get stimulated. Let's change everything that we believed before, how we thought, how we approached everything. It must change because now you're a ruler. Now you're a queen. Now you're a king. Now you're a prince. You can't be a peasant or you can't be a king thinking like a peasant, brothers and sisters. You can't. If you were, that means you would be who's in charge now—the people who have all the power, but are heathen, eating pork, celebrating pagan holidays—with all the power. The Most High is not going to allow us to do that, brothers and sisters. To the Jew first, then the Gentile. So punishment come to the Jews first. Punishment come to us first. People say, "Well, white people—they do all the wrong stuff, and they're still going." Yeah, because the punishment don't come to them right away. It come to you right away. as Soon as you do it, it's coming. Because to the Jew first and the Gentile. That's also the reward though. When the reward comes, that goes to you first too. There's two sides, brothers and sisters. Two sides. We're going to move forward. We're going to Ecclesiasticus 6 and 37. Or Sirach. Ecclesiasticus 6, verse 37. Let thy mind be upon the ordinances of the, God, of the Lord. And meditate continually in his, in his commandments. He shall establish thine heart. And give thee wisdom at thy own desire. Wisdom at thy own desire brothers and sisters. So what is this saying? Transformation starts in the mind brothers and sisters. Transformation starts in the mind. That's what this is saying. It's dangerous to entertain sinful thoughts brothers and sisters. The road to sins begin in your mind. In your thought life brothers and sisters. What we're going over is the methods to renew your mind, the prescription to renew your mind, because sin starts here. Psychological attacks. And that's why all the drugs that they're advertising, uh, even the legal drugs, they have some level of psychoactive psychotropics in it, brothers and sisters. It's an attack on your mental. That's all you hear. Mental, mental this, mental this, mental that. That's all you hear all over. They're trying to attack your mind, brothers and sisters. They're trying to attack you mentally. Psych, you know, they want to psych you out, brothers and sisters. Satan is at the head of this. We're going to Jeremiah 17 and 10. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. Read that again, brother. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. See, so your thoughts, brothers and sisters, are being judged by the Most High. And he's going to pay you back according to your thoughts. So some people say, I'm doing the right thing. Why am I? Because you didn't take your mind with you. You took your body, but you left your mind back there, brother, sister. It had to be together, the mind and the heart, brothers and sisters. It's not mutually exclusive to one or the other. It's not formalism where you really don't understand it, but you're going to do it anyway. No, nah, that's that's not what it is, brothers and sisters, especially once you mature and you've learned for a while. Now, in the beginning, of course, you're just doing it because he told you to do it. But it's supposed to progress into something greater, brothers and sisters. We're talking about the thoughts that linger, the thoughts that we entertain, the thoughts that can turn into beliefs, brothers and sisters. We must understand that <clears throat> something drives our thought pattern. We have a nature, a heart condition that actively uh, influences our life, brothers and sisters. The desires in our heart lure us and entice us. It's what you want. That It's what you want. That's what Satan said. Hey, listen, I just gave you what you wanted. You wanted this. You knew the agreement that you made. This is what you wanted. i just put it at your feet. See, and... He feel good about that because he can he can say, Well, you chose that. I didn't force that on you. That's what you wanted. That's really what you wanted. I just gave it to you. Devil's advocate. <laughs> right. right, the devil's advocate. If you haven't checked that movie out, brothers and sisters, it's a very, very ancient movie. <laughs> Probably over twenty years old, but I think if you you view that movie from the perspective that you have today, you will see because Hollywood they always drop, you know, how they want society to be viewed through their movies. Check that movie out, brothers and sisters. We're going to uh, Wisdom of Solomon, one through one. Uh, Excuse me, one and one. Wisdom of Solomon, one, verse one. Love righteousness, ye that be judges of the earth. Think of the Lord with a good heart and in simplicity of heart, seek him. For he will be found of them that tempt him not, and showeth himself unto such as do not distrust him. See? So if you distrust the Most High, you understand what he want from you, but you're still going to do what you want to do. The Most High is not going to reveal himself to you. He only revealed himself to those who are obedient and submissive. We must be a submissive bride to Christ, to the Most High. That's what we must be. Verse, verse 3. For froward thoughts separate from God. Read that again, brother. For froward thoughts separate from God. See, so iniquity, sinful thoughts separate the Most High from you. You lose the Holy Spirit when you do that. When you know what's wrong and you still entertain it mentally. Holy Spirit gone. She can't be amongst that. She can't be amongst that filth. She can't dwell in you. Your thoughts are impure. My thoughts are impure. You lose the protection. When you're sinning, when you're thinking about sin. So your thoughts can be judged, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 3. For forward thoughts separate from God, and His power, when it is tried, reproveth the unwise. For into a malicious soul, wisdom shall not enter. See, a malicious soul, a distrusting, a disobedient soul, wisdom shall not enter. That's why there's other people who can read the Bible and not understand it like you understand it. Because why? They're not being obedient, brothers and sisters. They're not open. They're not teachable. They're not coachable. That's why they read it and they get something totally different from what you're seeing. Because the Most High, He's not going to endow you with His wisdom. You don't deserve His wisdom. That's why. So when you're disobedient, Christians out there, you're eating all these types of food and stuff like that, you lose the understanding. That's why you don't even know what sin is. You don't know what the sin is because you're doing all the sin. I spoke to a brother months ago He was a Christian teacher So he said And I asked him Brother what's sin? He said well Everybody have a different opinion On what's sin I took him right to first I took him right to the scripture That said Transgression of the law is sin brother See So a lot of our people Or you know A lot of people in general They don't have the wisdom Because they won't be obedient You have to be obedient Brothers and sisters Why would he teach it to you If you're not going to use it You're just going to ignore it anyway He he might as well not give it to you, brothers and sisters. Uh, Go to the next scripture, brother. Verse 5. For the Holy Spirit of discipline will flee deceit. Read that again, brother. For the Holy Spirit of discipline will flee deceit and remove from thoughts that are without understanding. See, so if you're dealing in that nonsensical spirit of thinking and just joking and just, you know, want to fulfill your flesh, at least you want to think about it. You're not going to do it, but I want to think about it. I want to daydream on it. The Holy Spirit is going to flee, brothers and sisters. It's gone. She's gone. She's gone. She can't be amongst that, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. For the Holy Spirit of discipline will flee the seat, and remove from thoughts that are without understanding, it will not abide when unrighteousness cometh in. See? So when unrighteous thoughts or iniquity come into our mind, she flees. She flee, brothers and sisters. And with that goes your protection. Your protection is gone now because of your thoughts, because of my thoughts, because of our thoughts, because we haven't renewed our mind. So, brothers and sisters, go back on this and take down those notes, because this is imperative. You know, our church, we teach prophecy, of course, future prophecy. We teach history. But what's more important is the morality, the integrity. That's more important because it doesn't matter how much history or prophecy you know, if morally, you know, if if morally... You, you can't measure up if the integrity is low. That doesn't matter. So, yes, we focus on the moral law. We we, we we focus on integrity, integrity, because that facilitates you growing in the truth and doing more work for the most high. That's the purpose, brothers and sisters. We're going to second Ezra 16 and 54. We've all done it. We've all had these thoughts, brothers and sisters. No man or woman is better than the other. Second Ezra 16 and 54 Behold The Lord knoweth all the works of men Their imaginations Their thoughts and their hearts See so the Most High know what's in your imagination He know what's in your heart He know all the works of men He know the thoughts brothers and sisters So if you're asking for something But the intent of your heart's not right He already knows that so the answer's no Because you're asking for the wrong reason Yeah I really Want to you know make $20 an hour you really want to make $20 an hour so you can go get a gram of weed every day. You think the Most High is going <laughs> to... It's not happening, brother. It's not happening. You can cancel all that noise. But this is what happens. The intent of our heart isn't right, brothers and sisters. The intent of our heart will cause the Most High to say no or just not to answer at all. We're going to show you. Ecclesiastes 39 and 1. Ecclesiasticus 39 verse one. We want to touch this point again. I know we went to it, but we got to refresh that. But he that giveth his mind to the law of the most high and is occupied in the meditation thereof will seek out of the wisdom of all the ancient and be occupied in prophecy. Right. Seek out the wisdom of the ancient to expand our mental capacities for the most high. We need to train to renew our minds through discipline, brothers and sisters, for the spiritual life what do we do? We study uh, biblical meditation, memorization of scripture. This is how you renew your mind, brothers and sisters. Listening to scripture, I know some brothers, they just listen to the audio books. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. These are the things that shape your perception. These are the things, brothers and sisters, that help you renew your mind. Where well, you can't even think like the old person that you used to be anymore. It make you sick to even think about the man or the woman you used to be renewal of mind brothers and sisters this is how we internalize God's truth, study, meditation memorization of the scriptures go to James chapter 4 brother we're almost done here James chapter 4 we're going to read verse 2 and 3 brother James 4 verse 2 ye lust and have not ye kill. And desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war. Yet ye have not because ye ask not. Yet what? Ye have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Continue. Verse 3. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss. That ye may consume it upon your lust. See, so usually, number one, we usually, we don't ask. We tell the most high what we need. We don't even ask. Listen, I need a new job. I need a new car. My bills are late. You know, what can you do for me? You don't ask him, Father, can you give me a new job? Can you give me a new car? Can you give me this? No, 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 no. I'm just going to tell you what I need, then I'm going to leave. Right? <laughs> right? That's what we do. We have not because we ask not. Why don't we ask? Read it again, brother. Verse 2. Verse 2. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because he ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Right. So most people, brothers and sisters, are afraid to ask what they want from the Most High because they know it's a great possibility that what they want the Most High is not in agreement with. The same reason you won't get it is the same reason you won't ask because you already know why you're asking for it. You're asking for it for the lust of your flesh, whatever it may be. This is not intercourse. This is not just... On intercourse, brothers and sisters, the things that we want when we ask for—that's to satisfy our flesh. The Most High is not going to give you that, brothers and sisters. That He's not in a position to give you what you want to satisfy your flesh. There's a big difference in telling somebody what you want and asking, brothers and sisters. And our people don't even ask anymore. I know it was a great deal before I came into church. but I really didn't ask the Most High. I just told Him what I needed to help Him. I never asked Him, "Could You give me this? Could You do this for me?" Never did it. Never even thought about doing it. Because why? I knew what I was asking for. He wasn't going to give me because I knew it was wrong. <laughs> you know it's wrong. That's why you won't ask, brothers and sisters. Most people don't ask because why? When you ask, you make yourself vulnerable for for rejection. See, I, uh, he may say no, so I ain't even going to ask. I ain't going to ask. I'm just going to do it. Because why? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than for, for permission, right? That's how our people are, brothers and sisters. And it's not just Israel. Gentiles also. We don't ask because we know what we're asking for is for a selfish reason, brothers and sisters. We know that. We're going to show you. Ecclesiasticus 42 and 20. When you're doing sin, you try to stay away from the Most High. We're going to show you that. Ecclesiasticus 42 verse 20. No thought escapeth him. Neither any word is hidden from him. Right, so he knows our thoughts, brothers and sisters. When you ask him for something, he already know why you're asking, and that's usually why we don't ask. Why don't we ask? Because we know it's wrong. Usually, when you're doing something wrong, you tend to keep your distance from the Most High. We're going to show you Genesis three and nine, brother. Go back to the beginning. Adam and Eve. What did they do after they sinned? I want you to read, let's see, read verse 9, brother. Genesis 3, verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. He did what? I hid myself. Right. See, brothers and sisters, he hid himself. See, so when you know you've done something wrong, you don't even want to go talk to him about it. You know what, I'm going to just go ahead and go ahead over it. I'm gone. I'm gone. See, because you know you're wrong. You know what you want is wrong. And when you're wrong and you know you're wrong, you tend to just try to stay away from it. I ain't going to ask him. I know the answer already. I ain't going to ask him. i will just do it. Ask him for forgiveness later. See, because why? When you're doing something wrong, you feel shame over yourself. That's what we do. We distance ourselves. I know when I was in the world, I was yeah. I knew all type of sin and dirt I was doing. I was not trying to really be nowhere near where the Most High may talk to me about the things I was doing wrong. The Same thing here. Once they knew they did something wrong, they tried to hide. Usually, when we know we're asking for something that goes against the Most High, we don't ask. We just do it. See, and that's why. Satan promotes sin because once you sin, you'll hide from the Most High. And then you'll keep sinning and you'll keep hiding. Now it's been two, three years since you talked to the Most High because you've been sinning for two or three years. And that's the trick of Satan, brothers and sisters. We hide ourselves. We try to hide what we want when we know it don't add up instead of accepting it, brothers and sisters. That's each and every one of us. That's each and every one of us, brothers and sisters. Every opportunity that's there didn't come from the Most High brothers and sisters. There's some opportunities that Satan put there for you to stumble you, brothers and sisters. And if you're afraid to ask the Most High, you know why that is. You know why that is because the scripture said you have not because you ask not. Why wouldn't you ask? You wouldn't ask because you know it's wrong. You know it's wrong. You know the intent of your heart is wrong. You know why you really want that thing, whatever it is you ask for, that position. It's not to help your people. You want to be in charge. You want to show your deep. Right? So it's the intent of your heart, brothers and sisters. We have to get that. We must change our mind, brothers and sisters. Many of us are scared to ask the Most High because we know what we're asking for is for selfish, wicked reasoning. And it will not benefit the purpose the Most High has for your life. And we know that. Because why? Once you're baptized, you have the knowledge of good and evil. You have the Holy Spirit. So you know what you're asking for have nothing to do with the Most High, have nothing to do with your purpose. And that's why we don't consult with them. That's scripture, brothers and sisters. That is scripture. That's factual. We're going to 2nd Ezra 16 and 54. We're almost done. We're almost done, brothers and sisters. Bear with us. 2nd Ezra 16, verse 54. 2nd Ezra 16, verse 54. Behold, the Lord knoweth all the works of men, their imagination, their thoughts, and their hearts. So why did we go here? Because there's a difference in good intentions and God's intentions, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 54. Behold, the Lord knoweth all the works of men, their imaginations, their thoughts, and their hearts. Right. So there's a big difference, brothers and sisters, with... In good intentions and God's intentions. Many things we desire are not not God's intentions for our life at that time. Maybe the answer is not no for good. Maybe it's just no right now. Maybe that's what it is. You never know. You just have to follow what he said and know that on the end, he's going to have you. He's going to hold you up. He's going to carry you and give you exactly what you want. You just have to trust him, brothers and sisters. That's it. Just trust him that, you know, his ending to your story. Is better than your ending to the story, brothers and sisters, not to satisfy your flesh. If you're asking for things or you're thinking about things to satisfy your flesh, you're going to have to obtain that on your own. Because why would the Most High give you the tools to sin? He's not going to do that, brothers and sisters. He's not going to do that. We must renew our mind, renew our heart, renew our thoughts and get in line with the Most High so we can receive. It says we have not because we ask not. And when we do ask, we ask for the lust of our flesh. Solomon asked to help his people, to serve the Most High that's why you ask, that's how you ask, brothers and sisters in order to receive it, we're going to 1 John 2 and 16 to show you this is why, this is the reason why we ask for the things we ask for, usually these are the the reasons why we ask for things, brothers and sisters, 1 John 2 and 16 for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. See, so these are the things that when we ask the Most High for something, we're asking for these reasons right here, and that's against the Most High. So he's not going to give it to you for those reasons. Come up with another reason. Try again. I'm back next week with a different answer, with a different response, with a different plan. The Most High know, when we ask for things, usually... Especially somebody whose mind hasn't been renewed just yet. Maybe they're on the peak of it, but just yet. These are the reasons why we're, we're asking. Read it again, brother. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Right. See? And usually that's why we don't ask. <laughs> because we know the thing that we want is for this. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 16, for all that is of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. Right. That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. That's crystal clear. We're going to go to John 9 and 31. we got about six more scriptures. We're going to close it out, brothers and sisters. We're going to the gospel. John 9 and 31. John 9, verse 31. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. Read that again, brother. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doth his will, him he heareth. Right. So if you want sin, the Most High is not listening to you. If you ask Him for a reason to satisfy your flesh for whatever it is, new job, new car, new shoes, whatever, a position, if you're asking for those things to satisfy your flesh, that's a sin. And the Most High is not hearing it. Either. It's just like we, we use the example of a bachelor. bachelor says, I, I need a new car. But what's the reason why he needs this new car? Exactly. The Most High know why you want that new car. Because you want to match with your outfit and get girls to look over there. You want the girls' attention. You just want them to look over there. If they look over there, then you can get them. I just need them to look. They look, I got them. See? The Most High know that. The most high know that, brothers and sisters. And that's why we can never get away. He's never gonna give you the things you want to satisfy your flesh. You have to get that on your own. If that's something you want, you're gonna have to get that on your own. But when you fall and you will, you know why. You know why. You always can come back to the most high. No matter how much sinning you do, you can come back to the most high. The danger in that though is if you continue, he give you up to that reprobate mind where you don't believe it's sin anymore. You believe it's the right thing. Well, yeah, you know, I have been, you know, it's just good. I can't see how he could disagree with this. That's exactly it. Now you, now you can't even see the light, the, the, the line between good and evil. It's blurry now. It's gray now. It's not black and white anymore. It's gray. Right. We're going to Psalm 66 and 18. the renewal of our mind, brothers and sisters. That's, that's what we're working on. Once you have the understanding of who you are, predominantly of right, you know, uh, the morality, we have to work on this part because a lot of times, especially when you come to young black people or people of color, a lot of times you got youngins who are strong, but weak in the mind. They're strong, physically, can take down a horse, but mentally they're fragile. And that's how society wants you. He wants you to have all that power and then use it for Him. You, you All that strength and then use it for Him. We have to strengthen our mind. We have to renew our mind and not be so fragile. Brothers and sisters, we must crucify our flesh and go with what He wants us to do as opposed to what we believe is right, brothers and sisters. Uh, Psalm 66 and 18, brother. Psalms 66 verse 18 If I regard Iniquity in my heart The Lord will not hear me See, You can become ensnared by sinful thoughts Brothers and sisters You can become spiritually crippled If you continuously think about committing sin Even if you never commit that particular sin Brothers and sisters If you're wandering, You're thinking about that You're fantasizing about that Read it again brother please If I regard iniquity within my heart Uh, My heart, the Lord, will not hear me. Right? The Most High will not hear you, brothers and sisters. He will not hear you. So you have to get your heart right. And then go humble yourself. Get your heart right. Then go to him. Go sit at his feet, brothers and sisters. Go get on your knees in front of the Most High, brothers and sisters. And tell him what you need. Ask him what you need. And show him. You must make your case. It's like advertising, right? Right? In order to get somebody to buy something, you have to go advertise to him and say, this is the reason why I want to do it. Because I want to do it to help this. I want to do it to help that. I want to help it to grow what you want me to do. And you can't lie to him because he knows your heart. We already read that. So you must be genuine, brothers and sisters. You must be authentic, brothers and sisters. And you'll get exactly what it is that you want. As long as it's not a sin. We're going to Romans 8 uh, 8 and 5. Got about three more scriptures after that. And we will... Close out, brothers and sisters. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Romans 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So you can discipline your mind, brothers and sisters, and decide what to think about. Make it habit to think about things that are pure and true, brothers and sisters. Focus on those things. Because if your eye be evil, your whole body is evil. So you must look at things from a clear perspective. A loving perspective. An understanding. A submissive perspective. And that will change how you view everything. The Most High God can change your desires. He may not give you what you desire, but he will change your desires to want something else. The same way the majority of you now like reading your Bible. You didn't before, but he changed your desire. You used to like eating pork, crab, sugar, lobster, but he changed that. Now you like lamb, right? Now you like rack of lamb. So he can change your desires. If that's, ask him to change your desires. Ask him to change your desires, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Philippians 4 and 8 and then Isaiah 26 and end it. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, brothers and sisters, the power of a renewed mind. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Do what? Think on these things. Do what? Think on these things. These are the things, brothers and sisters, that we should think about on a day-to-day basis. These are the things. Not about how you can fulfill your flesh and be more and be rich and be prettier and be more handsome and have more than somebody else. No. Focus on these things and that's part of your spiritual growth. That's part of your renewal of mind, brothers and sisters. These are the things. Because you can look in somebody's face and tell something ain't right. Even though they got the truth, their face lets you know that their they heart is sick. There's sickness in their heart. They're not happy, brothers and sisters. You can look in their face and tell. You can see pain in somebody's face, brothers and sisters. You can see hurt. You can see bitterness in somebody's face, brothers and sisters. A lot of us don't know that. We have to work on renewing our mind, brothers and sisters. A good guideline is to not allow yourself to consider or dwell on anything that the Most High does not want you to do. Do not allow, our, do not allow yourself to entertain unpure thoughts, brothers and sisters. You got to cast it out right away. Don't even dwell on it. Don't give it place, brothers and sisters, because that's all Satan needs. He just needs a door. He just needs a door. So even when it comes to the things that you watch, the music that you like to listen to, all of that have to go with the renewal of mind, brothers and sisters. Because Satan will creep in through that door of that thing you like to watch, that music you like to hear, that person you like to be around, those clothes that you like to wear, brothers and sisters. That's all. All that's encompassed in the renewal of mind. You must be a completely different person. Your family say, I don't know you anymore. Thank you. That was the point. I'm born again. I've changed. I'm changed. I'm changed. That's what we're aiming for, brothers and sisters, all of us. And you must have your brothers and sisters around you in order to help you grow and to to keep you afloat. Because the Bible tells you it's a sin to forsake the assembly. Why? Because where two or more is gathered, he's in the midst. So you must be amongst one way or another. This is your strength. This is your body for all of us. Not just you. Me also. This is our strength. Because you know you're in a room full of people That have the same mindset Going through the same struggles And that's going to help you That's going to help carry you to the finish line If you can't walk or run no more That's the importance of having power pieces around you Everybody in the truth is a power piece Right That's all of you guys' position Brothers and sisters To be together So when one fall You can help him up And when you fall Somebody can help you up Because you will fall All of us will fall One time or another, brothers and sisters, and you're going to need to rely on those, excuse me, rely on those around you to carry you, to pray for you. We're going to go to Isaiah 26 and 3 and then end it at Psalms 51 and 10. Isaiah chapter 26, brothers and sisters, verse 3. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. So we can uh, can stay in increasing conscious contact with the Most High in His goodness if we exercise our minds, brothers and sisters. Remembering what He's done for us, what He said, reasoning with Him, and disciplining ourselves to keep thinking on His presence from moment to moment, brothers and sisters. He will guide you. He will protect you. He will provide for you if your mindset is correct. Can you read that again? Verse 3. Thou, sh- thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind has stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. See? Trust in the Most High. Keep your mind on the Most High, and you will live in peace. You will be peaceful, brothers and sisters. You will see peace. Even if things are going to rain around you, you won't feel it. You'll feel an inner peace. You feel an inner peace once you, you're focused on Christ. Right? What happened when, when uh, the disciple walked on the water? Right? As soon as he looked away from Christ, he started to sink. Because he was, he, was, he was looking at the rain, the winds. He was focused on all of that. As soon as he took his eye off, he started to sink, brothers and sisters. Christ is saying, listen, focus on me. In these last days, they're going to make you believe I'm somebody else. They're going to make you believe you're somebody else. Don't listen. Follow me, brothers and sisters follow Christ. Don't take your eye off because if you do, you will sink. I will sink. We shall sink, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms 51 and 10 and we're going to end it here. Psalms 51 verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Read that one more time, brother. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. See, we must, we need a new heart, a clean heart, after being baptized, brothers and sisters. We must renew our mind. We, we need. It says, read that one more time, brother. One more time, please. Verse ten: Create in me a clean heart, O God, o God and renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right, a righteous spirit within me, brothers and sisters. The only way to replace the errors of the of you know this world's way of thinking is to replace sin and iniquity with God's truth brothers and sisters the only infallible source of God of God's truth is what his revealed word so we must replace even though we're in a consumer oriented materialistic hedonistic society built on self-pleasing you can replace that with truth and the truth that infallible source of truth is the Word, the Scriptures, brothers and sisters. The full Bible, Old Testament, Apocrypha, New Testament, brothers and sisters. And some people say, well, I don't know about that Apocrypha." That Apocrypha stimulates study, brothers and sisters. That's why they want to keep it away from you. Because there's no way you're going to read the Apocrypha and not want to learn more. And they know that the Apocrypha stimulates study, brothers and sisters. So if you don't have an Apocrypha and you listen to this for the first time, get you a King James Version Apocrypha. The 14 books that was taken out by the Catholics and the Protestants, brothers and sisters. The original King James had those 14 books contained in it. Today we went into a lesson on the power of renewing your mind, brothers and sisters. We must learn to renew our mind. It will be a process, but we will take it one day at a time. We will learn to control ourselves. We'll learn what we can focus on. We'll learn what overcomes us. There's certain thoughts that will overcome you if you think about it. And as you continue to grow and, and mature, brothers and sisters, you'll understand how to uh, how to become elusive enough from these iniquity or, or these these transgressing thoughts, brothers and sisters. The, these thoughts of iniquity of sin. Because we know what? What did we learn? We learned that Satan will convince you you have a problem that doesn't exist. He'll diagnose it, tell you what the problem is. And then he'll give you his prescription. That leads to what? It leads to death. Maybe not immediately, but it will lead to death. Adam and Eve didn't die right away. But it did come. And it came to all of us, brothers and sisters. So we want to say, Quam Yasharala. Quam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.